0: Um, welcome to part two. Um, my name's Les Steed. I'm and White, um, And we're going to continue from where we left off and uh, hopefully manage to address the topic of the day. I think that with ADHD, it, that doesn't define me at all. And, you know, having it or not. Do you have OCD relevant. as well? No, not at all. Okay. Um, you know, trust me, I do not have OCD. Um, but I think that one of the things with you know things like that is, because you know, I take a few meds every now and then. I didn't take any today, um, which is why we we're a little bit more erratic than last time. Um, but you taking feel- your meds today? No, I didn't want to. Um, well, um, how often do you to take your meds? Oh, daily. I normally do, but I just thought I'd take a couple of days of not taking right. them. Um, Felt like it, really. And also because I was drinking quite heavily on Wednesday, and uh, the med- the medication will dry you. tends to use up quite a lot of your water. So I was told that if you're going to dr- have a heavy night, don't take pills the day of and then the day after. So, for example, if I'm going to a wedding, which is ironically when you have a social event, you need to maybe be a focus for so if i'm going to work in future i'll probably take my pills but i won't drink too much um not that you should ever no one wants to be the drunk guy at a work mm-hmm. do it's really awkward i mean unless everyone knows you as the fun guy i mean that being said i once rode a horse through a work party um without realizing it was a work party because it was someone's birthday but then all our bosses came which was like super awkward um, but I was quite drunk because we came, we went out as a group, all the younger ones, and then came back, and there was a horse in the field behind this girl's house. So meanwhile, all the bosses are sitting there doing that horrible thing that forty year olds do where you know, when you're over the age of thirty, you're standing there going, oh yeah, all well, the young ones are going to go on off and uh, have a drink, and so we'll stand here and talk and hold our wine glasses like with weirdly. Um, so I get back and I'm pissed, not expecting to see anybody, and um, I got, I went out to the field to go take a pee. Because the toilet was being used up, and I was quite desperate. Um, and this horse nudged me, and I shat myself. But um, once I calmed down, I like kind of got all chilled out with it. And I used to work at a ranch in California um, as a horse counselor, and so um, I can bareback ride horses. And I just hadn't done it for about three years, no, for about two or three years. And I was like, and this horse was really chilled. It was a really cool horse. So I just sort of so hold on. To you it. can actually ride a horse. <clears throat> yeah, I can ride a horse. I can bareback ride a horse. I haven't done it for like 10 years. Can we but, talk know. about your Camp America experience? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, we can a bit, actually. Yeah, I got fired um, after six weeks because <laughs> um, the motto was, if Les hears, if Les swears, I wasn't very good with kids at the time, because um, I was 21 and we'd just come from university. And it was like two weeks after university. They go, know, oh, because I had to go home a bit early, actually. So it was literally on the Tuesday, we had our end of year, you know, end of uni party. And then a week later, I'm on a plane to, you know, to go out to California. And um, I just don't think I was sort of mature enough or psychologically ready for it because I was, I I think what happens to me sometimes is that um, I act up to people's, um, the way that people like sort of respond to me, if that makes sense. So we had this uh, camp counselor. Sorry, no, my director just didn't really trust me. I think because on day one, when they said you can go anywhere and check out the camp, I did as I was told and did go anywhere. And we went, I went down to the lake and, uh, Took the boat. I took and I saw these like canoes and I took them out and um, and you know just had a little paddle around the lake, which I thought was awesome. But we got told off for that. And I think from there on in, she had me down pegged as being irresponsible. So anything that I did w- that was irresponsible, which was quite frequent at that age, I would say, um, got kind of like compounded. Um, <clears throat> and by the end of it, she was. I mean, at one point, she literally came up to me and said, "Do you think I'm fat?" And she was standing there holding a block of cheese. <laughs> Chewing on it as if it was a fucking apple, and I had to stand there, look her dead in the eye in front of everyone. I was felt so awkward, and I was like, "Yeah, but the wind ain't gonna knock you over." I mean, this woman was a fucking heifer. <laughs> like, she knocked out a horse, and I'm sorry, you got to have a bit of weight behind you to knock out a fucking horse. Like you know, like it was standing well, on a yeah, desk. American
1: fat is on our next level. Oh, it was
0: weird. I mean, I'm not, you know, and like, I mean, she's a perfectly accomplished person, and you know, like, and I do respect the person, but I just didn't get on with them because I think that when someone's sort of like testing you in a way it makes me really anxious and i think that anxiety without knowing that i had any anxieties i just got really on edge and and anxious around them, which made it look like i was up to something when actually i wasn't and i was like well this is bullshit you know um Do you have anxiety? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's part of ADHD. You have anxiety, depression, um, and then... Which are two things that you kind of... And also, the the more stressed you get, the worse those symptoms can be. So, when I've had breakups, you know, like particularly this last one, um, those symptoms flared like crazy.
1: So, what kind of symptoms do you have in regards to your your anxiety?
0: Well, the anxiety thing, it depends on the situation. But, um, for example, um, I can get quite overloaded quite easily. So, if... um, one of the things i wouldn't call it an anxiety this isn't an example of anxiety but it's kind of a good example of general behavior is that um i will project um and then try and con- okay if i'm in conversation with more than one person um or with three or four people particularly people i don't know then i will um peacock um so you know i'll tell a funny story or something like that and then i'll withdraw and um, so i make everyone laugh that makes that way i think i feel like i'm I've got some level of control and then I would draw and then try and let the conversation flow. But by then I have dominated it for about five minutes. And I think that that's quite... Have you ever
1: had a panic attack?
0: Not as an adult. No, Um, it's not something that really happens to me. I think that um, I would say... Actually, I'd say that I snapped at one point, like psychologically, I would say that I had a bit of a breakdown, but that was... A, a very pivotal point in the breakup, and I think that was kind of the breaking point. Because I'm, I've kind of come to the realization that I've, I, or oh, I
1: also suffer from anxiety, but I never realized what it was until. Like, Where do you see- get
0: it? Like, phys- do you get it physically? Like, the I get you-
1: physically. I get like in the chest. I feel like I can't yeah. breathe, and I feel like my, like my head is gonna explode. Sometime. Yeah. Do you find that you sort of like that everything's just overstimulating? Mm, depends when I'm. It doesn't happen to me. All the time, it happens to me at certain times in my life.
0: Yeah,
1: it just like gets to a point where my, I feel like I got the whole world on my chest. Yeah, and it just feel like I can't breathe, and I feel like I don't know. Just, it just feel like I'm literally I'm gonna go crazy. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, I didn't realize that's what it was until like probably like the last two years, really. Yeah, it, that's it, that I'm actually I've actually suffered with the anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've actually had this feeling since I was about probably sixteen, seventeen. I didn't realize that's what's the case, but I remember having this feeling inside and feeling very angry, feeling very like it, like you, for me, I I took it. I didn't take it to like I didn't I, I didn't take it to a sense sensitive level. No, like i I feel like I want to cry. Or whatever. Like, although maybe you feel like that inside, but I mean, I took it to a, a very I took it the opposite way, way to more anger.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of I think that's
1: quite a. I mean, um, it's weird. It's day. like something that you've been I've uh, been unable to like shake fully. Well, I mean, what do you do when you feel
0: those symptoms coming on?
1: Well, um, I, now I've developed a few techniques, just like more breathing exercises, more trying to clear my head. Hmm. How um, do you clear your head? Like just try to slow down everything. Just trying to just just rest my thoughts. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. hard to do sometimes. But it is hard, yeah. It takes sometimes weeks, sometimes days, really sometimes weeks. hours. Do you find it
0: affects your sleep?
1: Uh, sometimes, yes. Yeah. So it depends. Like, it might take a few hours, might take a few minutes, might take a few days, might take a few weeks, it might take a few yes. months. You can't guarantee how long it's
0: going to take. See, for me, I just stop sleeping. Yeah. It makes everything worse. Um, and also, do you find it affects your dreams at all?
1: Depends. It can
0: sometimes. Yeah. Um, um, also, what do you do to distract yourself from that? And Depends, and like, some,
1: sometimes you get relief by doing random things, mm. but then sometimes you just don't get any relief mentally. And I can understand why, like, people feel a certain way in their head and end up doing crazy shit. Yeah. But um, for me, like, I don't know, you, you just have to try to be strong, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really, I've literally told my missus this for the first time, really, a few weeks ago. Mm. That I've actually suffered with that anxiety. You didn't tell her before then. No, I didn't tell her. I'm, I'm you, told is that that, because that,
0: that, why did you tell her in the end? Why did you decide it was? No, we we're talking
1: be, it about talk it. it. We're talking about a topic about it. like you know, certain so people like use their depression and anxiety to get away with things in life. Yeah, and I kind of have a problem with that. Well, life, with using your mental yeah, health as an excuse yeah, to yeah. sort of perform differently. Yeah, yeah, just like now I sort of had a problem with that. I'm like. Yeah, you you might have mental problems, but like, doesn't mean you can be a dickhead. Doesn't mean you can yeah, use that as an excuse to uh, get off free jail card to get out of everything. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that have mental health problems that are actually genuine and a lot more serious. Yeah, and as well. as it depends on the depth I mean, to which it yeah. does, debilitate but me. I think then it's hard to gauge it. How do you say like, oh, you're you're bullshitting or not? So um, yeah, like like for me, people think I'm like the happiest person in the world, but like, there's times that I've I've like, not literally. I feel like shit, and I, I like literally, like it's hard to go on and go, like keep keep going on. Do you
0: feel the need to take a day off work under those circumstances? Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes, but uh, I keep going. I'm the type yeah. of person that's going to keep going. Nah, I'm not going to like. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. Then, I, I, at the end of the day, I'm a man, and I'm, I'm I'm not. I don't know. I have a feel certain. I, I have a certain level of maybe they say they call it like toxic man maxi- um, masculinity. Yeah, mm. and I'm like. Regardless, if like I'm gonna be a man, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be like. We're just
0: a determined person, yeah. really. I mean, I don't think it's. I'm a, I, I feel, I,
1: I consider myself a strong person. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm not gonna be like, oh, today I feel like I, uh, I want to spend like today in bed and cry or whatever, and no, I'm not gonna do that. No. but like, I guess that's maybe to my detriment, where like, hmm. don't deal with certain things.
0: When I was having a bad time, you know, like earlier in the year, I think that because um, I had to I was quite bad depressed, depression I think that you you know I mean like what you've described there is quite important because it resonates with a lot of people yeah I think that you know and there's I mean I wouldn't subscribe I mean I would never say that having a bad day you know it's okay to be sad I think that's something that we do also lose track of as a society is that you know it's okay to have a sad a day where you feel like yeah. shit um, because but, like
1: it's those days that make you grateful for the days that you're very happy that's yeah. how you identify being very happy mm. if you're happy every day it's what way of being happy be, I mean, yeah, there be have to be, be times where
0: like Why life me? is shit <clears throat> life is shit yeah I agree I think that um, but also I mean like um, do you identify things that trigger that sort of feeling
1: sometimes sometimes I try to like shy away from certain things but it's hard, to, it's hard to describe what's going on that trigger you to feel a certain way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. that going back to um, what we were discussing before about being triggered by other people uh, in ways that, uh, you know, that, well, I wouldn't say they would be under control, but, you know, I mean, like, sort of certain situations. I think the part of what I've learned over the years is to avoid such certain situations. But for me, I had a big problem at, with my work at the time because, you know, I was under review and I was really struggling with that. And it got to a point for me where I actually decided that it was a better idea to leave that. So to cut you, um, they say like, like losing your
1: job is you go through the same five stages of grief as you lost somebody that is close to you. Mm. Like, we don't really like to talk about, but like, I've actually, I've actually literally cried of almost losing a job.
0: Yeah. Well, you I, care because you put yeah. so much of yourself into it. Because you it's just... like,
1: it's part of you, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's how you define yourself. And it's
0: not just that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, first thing, society. I mean, for example... You know, I would define my girlfriend. I mean, I wouldn't define her myself as that. I define her as an absolute nut job. (laughs) But but that's because that's who she is to me. And that's what she is to me. Where she wouldn't be that to anybody else, necessarily. (laughs) Whereas I find that, um, yeah, one of the things about not having a real job. Well, I wouldn't say I didn't have a real job. But one of the things about not having a proper job is that people don't do increasingly introduce you by your career. And I think that, you know, like, and people then make assumptions about you due to that. After a while they come to then identify you as a person, but and it depends on you as a person as to how you come across and how you, how much of that sort of you're willing to express. Um I also think that, you know, like when it comes to the job thing, it's um it is very difficult because I mean you know, like I mean, when I'm looking for jobs, for example, um, I find it quite hard because you it's not just a job, it's like kind of like what we discussed about going on the first date and you know, like you have that sort of feeling of I'm going to make, um, you know, this person could potentially be somebody I care about for a long time. This is somebody who may stand by my side for a long time. And also when you go to, so when you're going for a new job, you've got all those same hopes because you're not going to get dressed up smart. You know, it's almost the same process. You get dressed up, you get your hopes up, you know, even if you're trying not to, you still do. Um, you know, you start to look at yourself as being somebody In that role. And when you get that horrible little email from them saying that it's completely impersonal or, you know, they don't even have the decency to call you. And even when you're just applying for them, you know, every application is somebody who's seen themselves in that uniform, so to speak. Um, And it's very difficult to be rejected, uh, you know, multiple times um, by jobs in the same way that if I was dating, I don't know, there's so many parallels there, I think. And when you're starting to lose, it, you know that things are going wrong, you know that there's little you can do, but you try your best, and then it goes wrong. The pattern is exactly almost parallel to a relationship, almost. And I think that that's why we've ended up segueing across into um, into relationships and into from work so easily earlier. That and the fact that you know segueing's easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, we otherwise it'd be called on point. Um, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you, that it's not just me, things, and I think it's interesting that, you know, you were saying that as well, because for me, when I was losing my job, really, I mean, I wouldn't say that, I mean, I left for multiple reasons. I think, do you find, like, when you're working, like, you put, as how much effort would you say compared to your um, your romantic life, would you say that you put into your job?
1: I don't take my work home with me, I just kind of, like, I'm here, I, I work nine to five, go home, that's it pretty much for me, I don't really, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's quite different. Cause um, as, I, as, I, as I mentioned before, I've I've gone off point in like my career sort of thing, where I'm doing something completely unplanned. Yeah, I didn't plan to do this after university. I kind of fell into this. I didn't really plan to like, oh, I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do. It's weird how Just, like, it I is got I got into it, stuff. and then pretty much this is the only job I seem to be able to be employed for. Yeah, which is sort of annoying because uh, I think like. I have other skills. I can, I, I, I'm open to other opportunities. Yeah. But it's kind of like that like, disheartening where you like you feel like you only fit into one industry.
0: I think that these days a lot of people are finding they switch around a lot. I mean, for example, my situation is that I've got two CVs that go at the same time almost. Um, So for me, I want to... But I can't make up my mind. So I'm kind of in the opposite to you. I have not fallen into anything yet. And I think that... um. One of the difficulties is that when you're in a position where you can do sort of anything you want, um, well, not anything, but you need I I personally need a bit more structure in terms of what to do next. Whereas I think that you've got that sort of situation where you're in a very secure place, uh, but you're not entirely sure if that's necessarily what you want long term. Um, I mean, how do you feel about, I mean, what would you want to do if you weren't doing this?
1: well as i as I said like yeah I did my um degree in um business management film, so at one point I wanted to do something more like in the business side of film, maybe like promoting a film, maybe working on like uh, how to get the film into cinemas and stuff like that that's what i th- I thought I wanted to do that's that that was the excuse that I gave But um, so it got to a point like I finished university got my degree mm then it's like, what am I going to do next? I've wrote a book on that part. I, I applied for like the BBC, Channel 4, but mm. like, Same. I wasn't really passionate about it. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not really sure why I got in, like, went into this industry. Mm. The funniest thing about it is that I did film, but then I got more into music. Yeah. Hence, like, it kind of led into what we're doing right now. We're recording on. Yeah, using my friends, uh, really microphones actually. that I bought for music. Really? Yeah. Oh. Essentially, all this equipment that we are recording on right now is for my um, third rap career. Well, what would you rap th-
0: about? I mean, like you're not like, sort of, you know, like. Oh, there's a really good Doc Brown. Uh, I don't know if his name's Doc Brown or he's whatever, a comedian, but, yeah. Yeah, he's brilliant. It's my yeah. property. I thought yeah. that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like
1: No, I rapped about different things. I rapped about like my life. I didn't I, also I'm not a gangster so I'm not gonna rap gangster I'm not gonna rap I'm not gonna rap gangster lyrics. I can't
0: like imagine that. you being like, yeah, fuck the police and then when they come around you like oh no. shit But I rapped
1: I rapped about life, I rapped about society, I rapped about what, what's going on around me. So that that's, that that's what that's what I got into. I go into like like I go into like the music side. Hmm. Also I had a I had a basic understanding because I did film studies. Hmm. Because uh, I understood how to edit certain things, so um, I got out of university, and then me and my friend decided that oh, we were gonna do this rap thing. And then um, you felt like, for me, he wasn't as passionate as me. No, he, he kind of quite difficult it. when that happened. He sort of, like yeah, he sort of talked me into it. So he talked you into it, and then you kind of like had to go at it, and then yeah. you just kind of like fizzled out a bit. Yeah, so that's what happened. So like at first, yeah, uh, first yeah. do don't, don't get me wrong, he wasn't like uh, completely. I'm just not. I'm just gonna talk you into it and let you do it by yourself. He yeah. you sort of got everything, the ball rolling away way to the point where he's like, "Oh, I've got the studio booked today. You coming?" Yeah, you well, I mean, that. he probably should
0: have told you a bit more than today. Yeah, ago, You know, I mean, I like, called he told me on you, the day like
1: I've got studio booked for today. You coming?
0: Well, what? what that, like, that's not enough time at all. I mean, because yeah. uh, you and I arrange these things every time. You know, I go yeah. home and stuff.
1: So that's what happened. Like, oh, yeah, I've got studio booked. So I ended up, oh, just fucking picking like having li- whatever lyrics I had written down going to the studio like this professional studio i never recorded in my life so i ended up doing that with him for quite a while and then like we, we yeah we recorded quite a few songs he got me fully on board where i'm like i'm like hyped i'm like okay i'm gonna do all of this really i'm, gonna, either, set, I'm yeah. gonna set up the blog it sounds I'm like he's quite a good friend though. yeah i'm gonna set up a youtube hmm. and then it got to a point where like i guess like maybe for him as well um life got in the way for him as well where he, Obviously, he needs to like make a living as well. Yeah, that's he that's needs to the like part. Unfortunately for him, he didn't complete university like we did. Yeah, he ended up having to repeat a few times and stuff that like sucks. that. So he ended like time got like. Was that his fault
0: or was it? I
1: don't know what. The, I didn't go to the same university, so I don't really know what the issue was. But yeah. he got to the point where he got very sidetracked to where he needed to. He was working in Tesco at the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he needed like I need to earn a. I need to earn a living and everything. He got me on board, but then like he wasn't really passionate about it. And I was like, I'm writing songs. Um, for example, I'm like, okay, I'm earning a bit of money now working in education, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna invest some money into this music thing. So I was like, okay, yeah. well, what we're gonna do? I'm gonna buy a bunch of equipment. Did you uh, see it as more than a hobby? Or now I saw it more than a hobby. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like, okay, studio costs twenty pounds an hour. So that's a lot of money it takes about maybe to, to record a decent song about at least three hours so that's 60 so that's 60 quid just to record a single song yeah a single song and then like if you, you might need to go back and record some stuff yeah that's a, take. that's a lot of money
0: I mean also I mean it's gonna wear on you as a person yeah it's you, a lot of energy money. levels and also yeah.
1: it takes up your Saturday. yeah it's a lot of money
0: hmm.
1: and also yeah exactly we're working and everything so this has to be after work yeah, and, um, we're like, yeah so, so you're already kind of tired of so the dr- your it's already during the week start. The studio is only open to seven. Mm. There's a lot of like effort to put in, so yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, what we're we gonna do? I'm gonna learn how to produce. Yeah, I, I, I was never interested interested in producing, so I'm like, okay, Watched a few YouTube videos. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy a Didn't bunch of equipment. So, That's good. so I, I Google some stuff and I bought I bought this audio interface mm. for about came together with the mic and um headphones and. And the all the audio interface cost cost, cost about two hundred pounds. Two hundred quid the whole yeah, lot.
0: Yeah. That's quite an investment to make. I mean, yeah. I think
1: you know, I mean Especially like, especially at the time I was only earning about twelve hundred pounds a month. Twelve hundred pounds a month, yeah. yeah. I was only earning twelve hundred pounds. So you're a month. putting about what's my, f- my first and you're job. paying rent as well. Yeah, I was paying rent as well. So this pay- this is like yeah, my first job. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put 200 uh, two, three hundred pounds.
0: That's quite a lot of money when you yeah, it's, it's quite, a, a minute, quite yeah. money at
1: that time. Not, not 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 that much money now comparing, but I mean mm. like I mean, quite yeah, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Still, So Yeah. But like, yeah, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to put some money down for this. And I said to him, like, yeah, where he's going to work, I'm going to pay for the equipment. You pay, you find us some place to record. Because yeah. I was like, at my mom's place at the time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you've already put together, yeah. like, you know,
1: like, all the songs and stuff, you may as well perform yeah. them. So then, um, yeah, he, I did that, but he didn't do
0: his part of it. Uh, that's always the problem with yeah. businesses. I mean, I had yeah. a friend of mine, he, he's actually quite a successful business. and his company makes something at 1.5 million yeah. a month a year selling um, really cool stuff actually like, you know like those little sort of knickknacks and those personal things that your auntie fucking loves yeah. you know the kind of shit you get at the lemon tree yeah. that little knickknack shop I don't know why but I mean I think that I don't get that stuff but anyway um, yeah I've got a friend like that and he was saying how any business needs like three tri- it's like yeah. a triangle so you need like the advertising guy the, um, the producer and also, I think, the money guy. Yeah. And, um, he was saying that he was producing stuff. The money guy was all good and the advertising guy let him down and then business collapsed.
1: Exactly. Because, like, you need everybody. Not his current one.
0: His current you, one's very successful. You need everybody actually.
1: to be doing their part. That's why I sort of like working on this project with you because you seem to be really on board with, like.
0: Well, I've written four episodes yeah, in exactly. a week and I've been yeah. writing, like, I think exactly. 24 pages of. Exactly. So, Taylor, like, yeah,
1: yeah this guy's one of my closest friends, like, mm. like we know known each other from secondary school.
0: Do you feel like it's affected your friendship?
1: No, it hasn't out how I feel about him, but it just means, like, I'm not really on board doing,
0: like, business with him like that, but I mean... Yeah, see, I mean, like, one of the reasons I got tech- tested for ADHD was because, um, when we were doing interviews for the inter- for the uh, project that I'm working on, I'm currently working on an international project, um, based in Chile, and, um... Yeah, and I went out there with my best mate from uni and um, she was saying how um, it was quite difficult to work with me because I'm quite easily distracted and I don't speak Spanish but everyone we were interviewing, obviously because it's Latin America, was speaking Spanish. So trying for me, trying to maintain a concentration or trying to pull my weight in that regard was very difficult and I think that that's one of the reasons why she probably wouldn't work with me again was because I didn't really know what I was doing. And I knew what I was doing exactly. I know exactly how to be a journalist. I'm a good journalist as well. But I feel that... Um, you know like she got frustrated with me cuz i didn't know what not so much so before much you continue like like can we
1: go over what you did in university you did criminology and psychology
0: yeah i did criminology and psychology and then i think afterwards um i went to i did uh, as well i worked in insurance and hence the horse riding story uh and like you know i think i worked quite locally and i, I was I, I was always looking out the window and i think after about 11 months of that, I wanted to go into the Navy and that fell through, but that was at the same time. And I, you know, I went through quite a lot in that September. Uh, My nan died and there were various other dramas and, you know, ultimately, um, you know, uh, the ex that we were talking about before wasn't really there for me. And that's why, uh, you know, to say the least, she actually made things a lot worse. And I think that it was one of the reasons why, in fact, was the main reason that I couldn't really i just knew that at that age it's time to move on so in order to move on i took a celta um which is a, a posh careful which essentially was an excuse to go and live in london and actually i ended up living exactly where i then later went to university to do um journalism but i was in uh took a celta uh, in central london went from there to um indonesia um, i just took the after working in finance for a few months just as a temp um which paid well and i had a really nice time doing that To be fair. Um, I thought everybody who I worked with at that point was really good and really nice. Um, and they were. and they, they told me that it rains a bit. So they got me one of those tourist Britain umbrella oh. ones. So i was standing there in the middle of this absolute hurricane about two months later. And it's absolutely pounding monsoon. And there's me like, hang <laughs> on, at least I've got my umbrella. So I tried to fly the flag and the thing, the damn thing flew off down the road. And there's me soaked to the like marrow, running over, being like, come back, I need you, you one of my presents. Mm. And, like, <laughs> nice people gave me that, and uh, like running down this road and just grabbing it up from like a puddle the size of a lake. And um, anyway, so um, yeah, and then I went out to Indonesia, and I've really enjoyed it there. Um, probably one of the best three years of my life. But after a little while out there, I mean, I had a couple of girlfriends out there, and one of them more or less dumped me because, well, I mean, various reasons. But um, one of the main things was that I just didn't—I wasn't making enough money to create a family. And i was so, about 25 26. So, so to elaborate on that how much were you making like in, out um, there, in british pounds in british pounds uh, about a thousand pounds a month but oh, i was wow. working two jobs and i was working as when i was working at the top one of the best schools and oh, was what does that what does that what's
1: that equivalent to over there
0: um over there it's almost the equivalent of having about 40 or 50 grand a year oh wow okay. so i mean I, I had a house i had a two-bedroom house um i had a swimming pool down the road in the, within my compound which was a gated compound um lunch but was a pound um and i was making around about a thousand so you know i mean like a pack of cigarettes was a, was a pound a beer was pound 50. we were going over to bali every month you know i had enough money um to oh yeah and paying my water bill was one hundred and fifty thousand, which is seven pounds uh and like you know taxis and things like that i mean it it all adds up but ultimately we were living quite well but it wasn't worth um it was what i used my policy really was to um to enjoy my time out there, so I was spending, I was living hand to mouth on a month to month basis, maybe holding on to enough um, to get to the next year where I could pay my rent for one, in one hit, or if my parents were coming down or something like that, then I could give them the money because you know they helped me get out there, they paid for my shelter, um mm. and I was very lucky that they were able to do that, and a lot of people aren't that lucky, um, and I think that um, you know they've been really supportive of me, and I think that that's a huge thing, the huge advantage that I've had. Which isn't always afforded to people, and I don't think it's it's not fair. But I'm lucky to have it. Um, but anyway, um, I was living out there for three years. I, I mean, I dated some incredible women. I, my friends were amazing people. I think it takes a certain type of person to want to go and uproot their life and move to the other side of the planet, when in a, to a language where you don't speak the local language. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Jakarta is a brilliant place, but what, my God, it is not a postcard. Picture type city. No one who's travelling is travelling to Jakarta. You know, they're going. It's a it's a stop off to Bali. Yeah. Um, and I went to Bali a few times. Lombok is particularly beautiful. Um, you know, and I think the the adventures that I had. I mean, it was insane. And it, but the problem I found coming back. I went back to study journalism in uh, City University. Um, and I think I went. I studied international journalism because I wanted to then move from there abroad. Hence the idea of going to Canada with my ex um but it, it was very difficult because um, no it's just reality is very different and I think time moves quicker than you know sometimes people's imaginations or you know and also we're using old information. most of the stuff that I was basing my moves on were coming from my family who were of an older generation. so what might have been true for them you know if you want to become a journalist then people respect you and you know, like in in her generation, in my mum's generation, for example, in my dad's generation, a journalist was sort of up there with you know lawyers, doctors, whatever. You know, we were we would be seen as you know almost the elite. But nowadays, obviously, it's a different industry. Everyone with Facebook's a journalist. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you, but I always have that image in my head of this jet set of journo going from you know like who gets given an assignment and just goes off like James Bond. Um, and of course, that's not the case at all because you know the internet has moved so quickly that. You know, why bother sending somebody over there when you just click on the reviews on Google and then figure it out from there and then give mm-hmm. them a ring? I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, we are not going to spend a thousand pounds on sending someone over to Chile if you can help it. Anyway, I digress. Um, but since then, yeah, I worked mm-hmm. local news and then um, working from local news, which was an amazing platform and a really, really good fun job that I do not regret at all. I moved from there to, um, well, the situation I'm in now where I went across to Chile um, with a very good friend of mine and we ended up, uh, yeah, we ended up coming back. Yeah, we ended up here again. Um, so now I'm recording my own podcast, <laughs> which is super cool. <laughs> self-employed. Uh, yeah, self-employed my ass, unemployed dickhead. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's, I think it's going back to what you said, where life has its ups and downs. I mean, there've been some incredibly low points, um, you know, and no, I've gone through a couple of jobs that I didn't want to lose. Um, and, Others that I chose to leave, which for good reasons. Yeah. Um. But I would say that um a lot of the re- the logic behind some of the moves I've made have been to do with heartbreak or to do with um, social circumstances more so than economic ones. And also, I think leaving Indonesia was a good move to make at the time because um, you either stay out. I think that we had out there. There was this sort of thing of the three year cutoff. So to um, cut you. Um. What do your parents do? Uh, my dad's an engineer. And my mum's a Ex teacher, and translator. On average, how
1: much you know how much they make? Not uh, a clue. Yeah. Not really. I know how that we're middle that but you're middle class. You're middle class you? but I wouldn't say
0: we're a Rotary Club middle middle class. We're more okay. like sort of middle middle class. I mean, like you know, like, I mean they've made enough money to be able to retire and afford a dog. How like it's just you and your brother? Yeah, I mean, there's only two of us, and you know, like, and we're both. We haven't gone to private school or anything like that because yeah. um, I think my mum, my mum put it to me one way, uh, which was to go to the school that I did, um, which was some beads in Red Hill, um, where. The, on a Friday you go home at 2.30 and you have less homework or go to the local grammar school where David yeah. Williams went now I got into the grammar school but when you tell an 11 year old kid or 10 year old kid do you want more homework but maybe better A levels and I'm like I oh, have no concept of A levels I don't give a fuck yeah. that's like when I'm 16 I'll be fucking ancient yeah. you know like and then it's like or less homework and mummy and daddy can afford to, go out to take us on holiday yeah. occasionally fuck yeah I'm going for the holiday one <laughs> like so I did that and I don't regret it at all um you know
1: but you think like your um, your parents income was able to um, affect how you're able to your outlook on employment in the sense that you could sort of like uh, depend on your parents um
0: I think I would never say I would willing to depend on them, but I know that it's there you know it's sort of like when you know um so you're like because you're self-employed at the moment, mm, but I'm not making any money. Not making any money at the moment, no, I'm I'm living, at the moment. So and I'm living off the savings have... that I made. But... So you're
1: living off your savings. You're not living off your parents, or mm, no, not really. Okay. I mean, like, they help me out. Obviously, you live. Obviously you live with your parents, so you're yeah, yeah. living I mean, like, off yeah. your parents. But I mean, like, oh well, yes, no. I mean, they're not beyond, charging me as yeah, much as they yeah. can be. But uh,
0: beyond that, you're not like they're not paying. Full, you know. No, um, well, I mean, I, I think when the motorbike went missing, uh, my mum wanted to give some money because she just basically heard me, yeah. heard my heartbreak down the phone because I yeah. rang her straight away. I mean, like, it's weird how in situations when you're absolutely terrified and your heart, you know, when your world just collapses on you, which is what happened then, um, you know, like everything, I mean, it was all I owned and, mm. you know, I don't have much because of the way that I, the life I've had. I personally own fuck all, I own yeah. a motorbike and that's it Okay, and my clothes and that's it. But um, with um, yeah, she wanted to help me, and she said that you know she would give me two thousand pounds to, okay. to just to sort of buy the the bike that was right for me because, I think when, but I, I didn't like that I, I I felt a bit embarrassed about that I didn't feel like because it was it wasn't my fault that some bastards yeah. came and stole my thing, it was my bad luck and I don't feel like it should have been hers and my you know, my you know,
1: I think my point in that question is that. Do you feel like your, the direction your career has taken, do you think it would be different if your parents um, for example, poor?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that journalism is the luxury of the middle class. Yeah. Or or do you think that you would choose, like, like
1: some of these jobs that you've left, you think that you would have stayed in these jobs if your parents were uh, I didn't leave them on poor. purpose all the time. Huh? Um,
0: I didn't necessarily leave them on purpose. But I, I mean, like, the ones that you did leave on purpose. Um, do you uh, think
1: that would have happened if you for example if you're in a different situation where you didn't have parents that had were able to sort of like yeah I think
0: I still would have been sacked for being unprofessional or but I mean like for example
1: and, I mean like somebody from my background can't afford to be, to be in a position where I'm sacked
0: yeah I mean no
1: one likes doing it I would probably never be in that situation because I can't afford to be in that situation mm-hmm. to the to point where I'm like no, fuck this! I can do what I
0: want. I would never, for the record, I would never say fuck this to a job. But yeah. I think at some point, um, or, I didn't that, I or, didn't or want for example, to I would never be like, you know what? I don't even like this job.
1: I'm just gonna yeah, but I mean, quit yeah. and do something else.
0: You See, I think the thing is that like, when I left, have you ever so um,
1: to say like, have you ever quit a job without having? Um, no,
0: I don't quit ever. I um, I really do run it into the ground to the okay, point where yeah. I don't really have a cool. choice. Uh, the last job I left, I left because um, I was unhappy. Yeah, and, you know, and it. It wasn't worth it um, in the end for me to stay there. Yeah. Because I didn't feel happy. And I think a lot of that wasn't... I mean, they were perfectly nice people. They were very... So so you
1: said they let you go or did you quit?
0: I quit. um, But I quit because I felt like I was being a bit... But did you have like something lined up? I did. I thought I thought I had something lined up. And I had pretty much a sure thing. But it it wasn't a sure thing. But I put a lot of hope into it. Because I think that when you're in a position where you're losing hope in one thing, you start to hold on to another. So I think, for example, um, and it goes back to that sort of parallel between jobs and relationships um you know i had a few i was looking for jobs at that time because i kind of you kind of can feel when the ship's starting to tank a bit and i didn't want to be there myself by (sighs) the end of it because i just they wanted me to stay i think but i also felt like they also didn't and i think that i was making um i mean i just didn't i just felt quite um i i didn't feel like i wanted to be there in the end i think because i think that you know having been under review because of mistakes that i was making but there were mistakes I didn't understand related to ADHD. So everyone was in the dark about that, and including me. And I think that, you know, when you compound that feeling of inadequacy with, in both my relationship that I was still struggling and reeling with. I mean, you know, I was going to the bathroom to fucking cry my eyes out randomly because I just kept getting waves of this horrible emotion. I think that, um, and then I don't think that's really conducive to a good working, you know, when you're trying to work and concentrate on a job where the pressure keeps mounting, but the pay doesn't. And I think that um, I felt undervalued and I felt inadequate as a person, and I think that was reflected in my work and also in my private life so um, on the whole, I just needed to stop everything and just make everything stop and just get away from that and try and find myself again, which is a luxury that only i that I could I, I couldn't afford it, but I could only afford it because I had savings and because I had um You know, and because I was kind of fucked anyway. Mm. I didn't want to remain somewhere that was making me depressed. I didn't want to stay somewhere that was making me feel inadequate. And I wanted to change my career path so that I could actually take the steps that I was trying to take originally before my life had fallen apart. Um, But I think that also previous jobs, for example... um, I have a problem with being professional, which is something that a lot of people with ADHD do have. And I'm not using ADHD as an excuse. It's something that so I've always... So you're saying essentially you've been like just recently diagnosed with Yeah, ADHD. In, in September, last September. So only about three months ago. I've been okay. taking medication for about three months. And we're still kind of finding this sort of Goldilocks. Piece. So your parents never
1: had a suspicion? For oh, everyone, everyone
0: had a suspicion. I was tested when I was nine, but there was varying degrees of... You know, the diagnosis differed. Uh, mm. I think I, kind of, I might have fixed it once. But um, I think that... Um, yeah, and also testing changes over time. And I think adult ADHD is quite rare. So I think it was one of those things that at the time... Also, my mum was a teacher. So, so attention seen, is um attention disorder. Yeah, ADHD is where you can't maintain your attention for some time. Um, but it depends on how... But that's not entirely accurate. Um, focusing was a problem for me. But it depends on the context. So, for example, if it's something that... One of the things that as a journalist I struggle with is reading boring texts, which is annoying because it's the core of what journalism is, real journalism anyway. Um, not to say you know, I mean, like, anyway, so my point is that, you know, it has to be something I'm interested in for me to fully engage in. When I do engage, it's complete. You know, I'm really 100%, I will ignore the world around me for it. But um, I think that if it's something that I don't find, per, you know, interesting, or, um, and I wouldn't say that's something I didn't find, dif- I find difficult tasks fine. It's not a question of difficulty. It's not a question of being lazy. It's just a question of engagement. So, essentially, um, you did um local
1: journalism. So, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not going to get, like, like a high-profile case or
0: something crazy. Oh, yeah, crazy. we would. But I couldn't go to court because I didn't have the shorthand. Okay. So, um, but, I mean, for example, there was that murder that happened um, where a guy got stabbed on a train. And it was a dad and it was national news. And we were reporting on that. We were going nuts for it. Is that the one where he was with his son and then yeah, he got and the tra- stabbed by this black
1: guy? Uh, yeah, in... Just past Guildford. Okay, yeah. So, so it
0: was a, literally around the corner from our yeah. from our offices. Yeah. Um, but the ones I remember, I remember the that he, I
1: remember seeing that where he got life in prison. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. And it's think, an interesting story because um, it was an argument he had with the guy, and then he sort of followed the guy. Yeah. To, to continue to continue the argument on, and then he ended up getting stabbed. And I'm I like, just
0: wait. Who followed who? I mean, did the guy with the kid yeah. follow yeah, the black yeah, yeah. guy? Yeah. So really? I saw, yeah. So Are I you thought, sure about
1: that? That's what I read in the paper. I don't know.
0: So the guy with the kid. Took his kid and followed.
1: The they take the kid. He kind of like. I bet. I think. I don't know exactly what happened, but essentially they had an argument about something. The guy with the knife walked away. Did he actually walk away? Because I, I he, he walked into a different carriage. Then the guy thought, sort of kind of followed him and said, like thought sort that. Of like, I don't know what he must have said to him, why right. he followed him. He followed him and thought, like, so like, you need to apologise to me, mm. sort of thing. And then it ended up escalating to him getting killed. Just I think, From from what I read, I well, from what, what I read in the paper, from anything. what I read in the paper, I don't know if there's any like different story or anything. Yeah. Or if I'm getting this wrong or anything. It's from my interpretation of reading this in the paper. Hmm. So I just thought that's sort of like, no, you don't have, nobody has you know, to right to murder you over, like. over some bullshit argument. But yeah, like it's weird. Like if somebody, yeah, I, I just think it goes to show that in like, especially the UK or London, like, it just it's not worth arguing with people. No, no worth yeah. pursuing like your honor. Like just, just leave it alone. Just, I think the just pride leave it alone. and you, honor. You, you don't, you don't know what somebody's got in their heads. Or no, what, what somebody's or in like, their hands or in their pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you don't know what somebody. I don't
0: think you should be afraid to have an argument yeah. with somebody who upsets you. I mean, for yeah. example, if somebody went and pinched my girlfriend's ass. Yeah. I would to, have a fucking word. I yeah, don't care who they are. Yeah, But I think, though, equally.
1: Sometimes, just sometimes in a certain situation, I just think it's just not worth it. I just feel like.
0: Yeah, discretion. Like whatever important. that
1: situation was, it's just not worth him losing his life over some bullshit. You have an argument with somebody, it doesn't need to escalate to that level.
0: Yeah, it never need to yeah. escalate to violence, really. I yeah. mean, I think that one of the things that um I found. Although, I mean, there was this case where the last person I really wanted to hit, and I still think I should have um it was this little last where he was um it was, uh, he was a, we called him goat dick because he's uh because i just had this image because to make myself feel better i had this image of him trying to suck himself off and he had a goat dick because he was a complete creep yeah. this guy was the slimiest piece of shit yeah. ever you know that guy who's like trying it on with the girlfriend but like being really sort of like sleazy just trying to get a rise of you well he got one and i pushed him, and um i pushed him his coffee all over him and then but then my ex the the one who he was uh, trying on with, took him downstairs and told him, basically, if he ever fucking spoke to her again <laughs> at all, then she would tell everyone about how he was a fucking orphan and a piece of shit for a oh, human but. being. Oh, yeah, I know. And he was, and it was one of his secrets. But hey, I know it, so fuck him. Yeah. Um, but he was an absolute piece of shit for a human being. Um, and I regret not having punched him because he deserved it. But equally, I didn't because... Have you ever been in a fight? Yeah, a couple of times. But weirdly enough... Um, Never for being too lippy. (laughs) How? Well, it's just been, I mean, you know, I don't don't like to fight. I don't start fights myself. Uh, I used to get bullied quite a bit at school, and I think that I would always try and turn the other cheek, and I think that you have to have prolonged um, stuff. And then, you know, sometimes, yeah, people push your buttons, they're trying to push your buttons, and they push one too hard, and then you snap. Mm. And I don't think that I would ever start a fight. I'm not somebody who would... Uh, go around being the big man or anything like that I don't think it's worth it I don't think I don't have enough pride for that I'd rather just not have a bruised face no one wins in a fight everyone just goes home a bit fucked up and it's really annoying and it's like I don't want to go around with a black eye just because some twat was being a twat Mm. it's I'd much rather have them look awkwardly weird and then have everyone else look at them be like yeah you're a cunt and uh, that's a lot more damaging to them than me doing anything because then I'm a cunt as well and I think that Um, So I try not to rise to things, but I think there have been situations where um, I felt threatened um, by somebody and reacted physically because that was all I could do. And I think a lot of what I've heard from my girlfriend is that a lot of people come in who've been stabbed, they're not usually fatal because nobody's trying to stab people. And I've never been in a knife fight or anything crazy like that. But I mean, I've only ever really punched a couple of people, really. I mean, the only time I've ever really used violence has been in positions where I feel that I've been heavily provoked. I've never gone out of my way to try and attack someone. I don't understand that mentality at all.
1: Have you ever swung a punch at somebody?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I just said that I did. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. And I, I didn't, I mean, I I only, I only hit him once and he went down. Um, Thank God, because uh, <laughs> I was like, and I won't lie, there was that little moment of yes, because <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, never, really, I didn't want to hit anybody. He just, he was coming at me. He slapped me in the face twice, and he goes, "I think you're scared. I think you're scared." I me. challenge he you to really a deal, sir. No, yeah, but like, he wasn't even doing that. He was just like, he was like, "I think you're just scared of me," and he slapped me in the face, and I was like holding a beer, which I brought for him because he was already being a knobhead. So I was taking him out. It was a oh, he was a friend of mine until about yeah, he started to go off the rails a bit, and he was a bit of a strange one. Um, and he kept starting fights with everybody uh, because he was insecure and because he wasn't making enough money and because he'd been fired. And he was in a very bad place, I guess. But I was putting him on my sofa. He was living at mine. Oh. And he was, you know, but his idea of being nice about things was to um, to try and try and beat me up when he was being a bit of a not, you know, like when he was a bit, he was really, really drunk. Um, he was borrowing money off everybody else. And he threw a table, a chair across the bar that we were in. And I and everyone was a bit like, all right, enough's enough. You know, like someone, let's take him aside. Have a chat with him, you know, because he and I were very close. And then I, so I brought my beer, I bought, I filled up a beer. I was like, come on, let's have a quick chat, shall we? Because, you know, people were very angry. Other people were about to hit the guy. And I was like, all right, let's just try and de escalate the situation. Took him aside. And he slaps me in the face a couple of times and then knocks a drink out of my hand. And as he did that, I was like, ah, fuck it. And just went, Bang! And caught him. I was aiming for his nose, and I missed. I got his lip. Mm. Um, I think he's still got the skull. I hope he does anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <you> fucking prick! <coughs> Don't hit me around. And I, but you know what I mean. I mean, this is what I mean when I say I was provoked. I mean, like you know, I didn't. Was that the first punch you fought? each one? No, it was another one called Sam Pawkins. He was a cunt. Um, what but age? Again, I mean, what age do you say that was? I was about. Okay, so the first guy I was about. Uh, twenty two. Was in Indonesia, and I said I'd been about twenty five. Uh, but that's the last time I've hit anybody. Um, and then, um, the no, I one. don't think I
1: swung a punch at that zombie as an adult. I sw- like mm-hmm. thought I, sw- I
0: punched somebody in the arm
1: I thought I punched someone in the arm. Remember a situation where you punch someone? I've never punched somebody in uni. I think you threw something at somebody? I don't. You tried to punch me once. No, but like, not properly. I mean, like properly. No, in, mate, I, I, I think you were quite drunk.
0: I think you did swing at me.
1: In a proper situation, where, like, I'm gonna fuck you up. I mean, I've never. Yeah, like, I, mean, I wouldn't fuck around with yeah, you. I've for never. Six for fuck's sake, I've never. Like, I don't think I've been the in a situation. Are my fucking legs. Most time, people back down, and then they'll you know they was that
0: situation where we're not gonna talk about it right now. Yeah. I mean, we like, yeah. We have a free contract where yeah. we're not allowed to talk about times yeah. when we've been in trouble. Yeah. In case anyone who's ever going to employ us listens to this yeah. shit. <laughs> In case. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, there's nothing to see here. Move along. Move yeah, along. Yeah. Don't impeach me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I've never really swung a punch as an adult.
1: Like, like playful maybe in the arm or something, but yeah. not like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Like I haven't punched somebody in the face since I was a teenager.
0: Yeah, I think it's really hard to do that as well because I yeah. feel like, I mean, I, first, I think that. Punching someone in the face—I mean, you, you, you're going to leave a mark. Yeah, you're going to get yourself in trouble, boy. Yeah. There's evidence there. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot more sort of—I mean, as an older brother as well. Yeah, I kind of taught myself it's probably a bad idea to punch yeah. punch anyone in the face. Because I think you kind of learn these things. When there's, you, t- there's times I wanted to deck somebody, and then when I tried to, when I was about to deck somebody, they're like,
1: "Oh no, sir, I'm sorry." <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. to apologize
0: to you right now. Well, fair enough. I mean, yeah. back down, but at least you've like let that happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could have just gone all out and really decked him. Yeah. But I I I, I've been first... like walking over. I'm gonna like I'm, I'm ready to deck this guy, and he's like, <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> like yeah,
1: suddenly, 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 this <laughs> all guy all has... of a sudden those big bollocks are going yeah.
0: yeah. Nice and small.
1: Yeah. Suddenly he's <laughs> had a change of heart and he's apologized to me and <laughs> everything. I fucking
0: apologize? You're six foot six.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> he's apologized that. to me and like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm, I'm just gonna apologize. I'm gonna shake your hand and everything, and I'm like, okay. What can I do if somebody's going to shake my hand and I'm apologising? Well, I'm you can on...
0: just slap it away, but I think that makes you the dick. Yeah, I'm, on, yeah,
1: I'm not, gonna do that. I'm it's gonna... like you know,
0: and you have like, if they've made an attempt. I mean, yeah. but then again, they've also wound you up to the point yeah. where you want to hit them. So yeah. it's kind of on them as well. So it, it's happened, because like, all of us as, 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 like, as an adult, it's dicey. happened a few
1: times where I'm like, I'm gonna punch this person in the face, and then what did they do? We just little like disrespectful things, and then... what, like lots of little things that kind of built up. No, no, no. Be like they just be really disrespectful, like whatever that. For example, um, there was this guy we knew in um Keel. I yeah. don't think you knew him. And essentially no, um, it down he like, spent yeah. his entire education at Kiel pretty much indoors. Three years he spent indoors. Poor guy. Essentially in his third year he finished all of his work. You know how in third year you finish work early? Yeah. As opposed to this first Oh, year? oh yeah, because you've got about a month of blowing off steam. Yeah, and then, yeah. 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 So he like he finished his work early and he's like, Oh, I've nothing to do now. Hmm. So he like... like but he, did like, he,
0: really, he didn't have any friends or anything, did he? No, not
1: really any friends, but he like, like there's me, us lot around. Oh, so really? he's like, oh, well, you guys are always going out. I, I want in now. Okay, I have nothing to, to do. I've literally, I've done my work... Well, I, I want, I, I want, I want to be able to do what you guys are doing. Hmm. So like he's call, he, he took my number down randomly one day, and like that's, he's calling me okay. every day. Like, are you guys going out tonight? Are you guys going out tonight? Are you guys going out tonight? But essentially, um, because he was new to going out. Hmm. Oh, he kept getting shit faced and getting everyone. In no, he didn't well, drink. He didn't drink. He didn't drink. No. But for some reason, the girls loved What's him. What's wrong with that, then? There's nothing wrong with it. You just literally sit down and girls come over to him and be like, you want to come back to, with me tonight? Fucking Christ. He was living the life. Yeah, what was he doing other than
0: working out? He must have spent the entire time studying and working out.
1: didn't work out. What? No, he was just no, like, girls come know. over like, do you want to come back with me tonight? And he would be like, no. It was... What? It was like a virgin, like 23. Yeah, so like, girls were coming up to him, like nothing. Yeah. And then... Randomly on the last day of ...of like first year, yeah. you've you've gone by this point. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was probably in a different country. Yeah. Then, yeah,
1: this girl came over to him and I'm like, oh, you got a nice ass and blah blah blah. ...true... No. Like, okay. I, I left. I left him to it. Yeah. And then um, he, like this girl's talking and complimenting him and yeah. whatnot. Like as I said, like the girls are coming to him every night. Yeah, like, yeah, You wanna? Yeah, like, you and he's know. like, no, yeah, I'm not enough, gonna do that. Because yeah. yeah. obviously he's religious and so everything. He's not gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. But. Then this girl came up to him, like, hey, you've got a nice ass and everything, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, her boyfriend comes over. Oh, shit. Yeah. Her boyfriend comes over and he's
0: like, he's a, he's a gentleman, so he's like,
1: yeah, just make sure you take her home and everything. She's like, yeah, she's a good girl. Take her home, make sure but she's
0: it, safe. I reckon the boyfriend probably thought that your man was uh, chatting her up. Yeah, and yeah, man, yeah not the But other then around. he got annoyed, he
1: got annoyed, he goes, yo, fuck you, I don't need no no prick like you fucking telling me I will take care of my girlfriend. Uh. <sighs>
0: pride and jealousy,
1: Jesus Christ. So I'm like, so then I see that happen, that situation happening, so I step over, I'm like, yeah. oh, he, I'm like, oh, he's not even trying to do all of that. He's then he's like, out. fuck you too. i so I'm not scared of you. Oh, uh, so, okay, so he's got a little dick syndrome. Yeah, so he's like, fuck you too. i I'm not scared of you, so he's like, to Ooh. me. So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm trying to dis, um, dis, dis- escalate the situation. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to, even cause the problem. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I'm face like, face. I'm trying to. St- I'm not like trying. Problem to- is when you try and do that, you yeah. still get involved in the situation. Yeah. So I kind of then so he, he said that to me, and then like, I have I have a problem with disrespect. So I'm like, what? So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like fuck this guy up. <laughs> 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 so you know it's
0: gonna be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking should be. So I started, like <laughs> I used to wear this big sovereign ring. Oh, God, yeah, don't get yeah. me too classy. Um, um, the <laughs> problem with the sovereign ring, he used to cut me when I punch people. Oh, uh, yeah, because then it kind of leaves evidence that you did it as well. Not even that,
1: it, it does as well, but I mean, like, he used to cut me as well. So, mm. I like, cut my finger, so I like, took the sovereign off, took mm. my hat off. I'm not going to fuck this guy up. And this guy's like, you know what, I'm going to apologise
0: to you right now before anything... Yeah, good fucking idea, yeah. dickhead. Because yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't know he's, though. he's gone from being big balls yeah. to... Um, questionably big balls yeah but then again i think you get a lot of guys that, i mean to be fair i've been in positions where like these two guys came over and my girlfriend was looking though like, this is the jealous one ironically she used to sometimes get proper dressed up and take it hours and hours it's just fucking exhausting but anyway so this one night she gets all dressed up and uh, this guy starts chatting her up and then i was a bit like okay what the actual shit you know like and then his mate came over to goes, oh, sorry, mate, um, we're just doing a social experiment where um, my mate's just going to test to make sure that your girlfriend's loyal to you, you know what I mean, mate? You know what I mean? Anyway, so late, I was like sitting there looking, and I was like, oh, yeah, fuck it, I know that she is anyway, so, you know I mean, like, and like, to be honest with you, she'll probably break his hand anyway if he touches her. So, I was like, reasonably safe. Uh, I mean, she was just enjoying the attention, I think, and then I was, I mean, I was pissed off as fuck. Is this the girlfriend I know? Who? Hey? It's the girlfriend yeah, I the know. Yeah, the one that you know, Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought you said, Anna. I was like, I oh, don't know anyone called Anna. Yeah. Um, anyway, so like you were like, well, I should work for somebody called Anna, but anyway. Um, yeah, so she was like, yeah, it was just a really bizarre thing. But I think under that circumstance, I kind of was tempted to go over and slap a few people around a bit. But it's not worth my night, really, is it? It's like nine o'clock at night. I'm out there to have a good time with my mates. She's going to tell my fuck off anyway. And it doesn't really matter. But I think in the situation where this guy, I think it's this guy who you end up in an altercation with. Seems to have had a bit more of a problem with the fact that his girlfriend seemed to be a little bit friendly with other guys. Mm. And I can see why he'd be insecure under, those such, under that situation. I don't think it's entirely his fault that he ended up all tense about things. Because imagine if it's not just you, your mate, who's had that problem with. I think, every I think time the, prob- I think out. the
1: problem is sometimes girls, like, try to put guys into that situation. Yeah, people like the drama. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I, think think like, I think that's unfair. I think that's unfair for that. I think do it I, to girls as well yeah, I think, think that's unfair. Kind of like, I think yeah. unfair for the guy where he's like... Your girlfriend's putting you in a situation that you're gonna have to have a fight with another man. Yeah, it's all and awkward. I think that, like, I what think as a girl, I think as a girl,
0: you should try to deflect your man. Yeah, from but being you don't a, want another. it's oh, nothing worse than when you've got girls being like, "It's not worth it. It's not worth yeah. it." You're like, Oh, come but, on. But it's like, why would it not be? Just let the two of them fight. We've all gone no, outside to watch this. That's true. That's, that's true as well. But like, if
1: you put, the, if you're like on purpose putting them in that situation, that's really cool. They're gonna have to fight.
0: Um. Anyway, look, it's been a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. We have to go because our time's up, and we have to put the recording bit equipment away so this is the off point podcast where we tend to go off point not um, just
1: in topic but in life jesus christ <laughs>